You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available at our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use as you answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 30 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and as always, I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. Hey. Episode 30. It feels like a big number. That's huge. Remember my 30th birthday? (laughs) I do remember your 30th birthday. Do you remember it? Yeah. I remember the first half. I made Zach a custom birthday poster of him in drag, and we went to a drag show, and I have video footage of him doing the single ladies dance routine with another drag queen on the dance floor from his 30th birthday. And it was very fun. It was a blast. Thank you for that. It was so fun. I still have the poster hanging up in my office, by the way. Do you? Yeah. It's a good one. (laughs) It's so cute. And just because I always mention the visual round, I'm going to mention our visual round. It is up on our website now, and it is a mashup between musicians and foods, and it's pretty fun. So check it out. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you'll have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram is a meat mining ash can. A-M-E-A-T-M-I-N-I-N-G-A-S-H-C-A-N. A A meat mining ash can. (laughs) Yum. (laughs) And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is... What album did country legend Garth Brooks release in 2014? This album was his 11th studio release and came out after nearly a decade of retirement. Moving on to round one. Round number one is our general knowledge round. This one is called All About Alliteratives, and it is a round with two-word alliterative answers, meaning both words will start with the same letter, such as Golden Girls. Carson City, or Jenna Jameson. Get it? Got it. Good. (laughs) Question number one. In the SpongeBob SquarePants animated series, what is the name of the fictional place and main setting where SpongeBob calls home? Question number two. What actress played the role of Alex Munday in the 2000 Charlie's Angels film reboot? Three years later, Outkast's hit song, Hey Ya, was released and included lyrics calling out the actress's name, along with Beyonce. Who is she? Question number three. What is the name of the lagoon located on the Atlantic coast of South Florida? This body of water is 35 miles long and 8 miles wide and surrounds five artificial islands known as the Venetian Islands. What is it called? Question number four. This controversial rocker has been nominated for four Grammy Awards and has released albums with such titles as Portraits of an American Family and The Golden Age of Grotesque. In 2004, he wed burlesque model Dita Von Teese, but the marriage ended less than three years later due to irreconcilable differences. Who is he? Question number five. 
Translated literally as free fight, what term is used in Mexico for professional wrestling? This wrestling genre is often characterized by colorful costumes and masks. What is it most commonly known as? Question number six. Originally published in 1904 as a play and in 1911 as a children's fantasy novel by J.M. Barrie, this classic story also became a Disney animated movie in 1953. What is the common title for all three as well as the lead character's name? Question number seven. This clothing company, known for their billboard displays of young undressed women, is advertised with the tagline, Ethically Made, Sweatshop Free. Ironically, the ethics of the company's founder and CEO, Dov Charney, came into question when lawsuits arose from four former models who had worked with the brand and experienced many forms of sexual harassment from Charney, resulting in his ousting as CEO. What is this brand name? Question number eight. In the city of Westminster, England, what fair zone 1 London Underground Station is served by the Bakerloo and Northern Lines and has entrances in Trafalgar Square, Strand, and the Main Line Station? We're going to give you about 15 seconds of music to wrap up your answers before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, all about alliteratives. Question number one. In the SpongeBob SquarePants animated series, the fictional place and main setting where SpongeBob calls home is Bikini Bottom. What a name. <laughs> it's so cute, I think. It is cute. Question number two. The actress who played Alex Munday in the 2000 Charlie's Angels film reboot and was also given a flattering shout out in the Outcast hit song, Hey Ya, is Lucy Liu. Question number three. The name of the 35-mile-long lagoon located on the Atlantic coast of South Florida, which surrounds the Venetian Islands, is Biscayne Bay. The beaches in South Florida are stunning. And Biscayne Bay looks lovely, but I did read that they have some ongoing issues with raw sewage being dumped in the bay. Gross. I know. That stinks. Literally. <laughs> Question number four. The controversial rocker and former husband of Dita Von Teese is Marilyn Manson. So I've met both Dita and Marilyn Manson, and I will say that she is lovely, and I have no comment on him. Yikes. Question number five. The genre of Mexican professional wrestling, often characterized by colorful costumes and masks, is lucha libre. Some of those costumes are almost a form of drag. They're pretty incredible. Oh, totally. Question number six. The play and children's fantasy novel by J.M. Barry that became a Disney animated movie in 1953 of the same title is Peter Pan. Question number seven. The clothing company known for their billboard displays of young undressed women and former sleazeball CEO, Dov Charney, is American Apparel. Yeah, I'm really glad that they got rid of that guy. Seriously, are they even still around though? They are, but it's only online retailer. They replaced him with a woman, which is awesome. Good. Question number eight. 
The Fair Zone 1 London Underground Station that is served by the Bakerloo and Northern Lines and has entrances in Trafalgar Square, Strand, and the Main Line Station is Charing Cross. Moving on to round two. So round number two is our audio round. This one is called Bells and Whistles, and it is a music round of songs which either feature bells or whistling in their arrangements. Side note, I've never been able to whistle. Really? Really. Wow. Do you want to hear me try? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I feel like you could get there. No, that's all it does. You'll get a half point for recording artist and a half point for song title. One. Here are the answers for round two, Bells and Whistles. Song number one was Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Song number two was Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. Song number three was Day Drinking by Little Big Town. Song number four was Trampoline by Shade. Trampoline. 
Song number five was Hail Mary by Tupac. Song number six was Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard by Paul Simon. Song number seven was Chill Bill by Rob Stone featuring Jay Davis and Spooks. And song number eight was Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide. Whenever I hear that Me and Julio song by Paul Simon, I only think of The Royal Tenenbaums, which is one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite soundtracks. The soundtrack is so good in that one. It has everything from Elliot Smith to Velvet Underground to Paul Simon. It's fantastic. I love Velvet Underground. I haven't watched that movie, though. I know. You need to watch it. (laughs) I know. I love day drinking. Don't you? (laughs) The song or the activity? I think I like the song and you like the activity. I think so, too. I don't actually really understand the concept of day drinking. I think it's just drinking. (laughs) That's like saying day eating or night breathing or something. (laughs) You know, it's just like what we do, right? So unnecessary. Why do you have to get that specific? Way to get redundant. Moving on to round three. So round number three is our classic subject round. This one is called Talk Nerdy to Me. And it is a round on all things tech, from pioneers of the past to rising stars and products that changed the world. Question number one. This pioneer began working at NASA in the 1950s and was instrumental in calculating flight paths to space and even manually by hand calculated the trajectory analysis for the first American in space. Her contributions to NASA, which also included the Apollo moon landing and space shuttle program, earned her a Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2015. Who is she? Question number two. The first computer at the White House arrived in 1978. It was a Hewlett Packard 3000, originally priced at $95,000, and was the size of a walk-in closet. Who was the president at this time? Question number three. Although specifics to his identity are under debate, Satoshi Nakamoto is the credited developer for the first peer-to-peer digital currency known as what? Question number four. Originally making a splash in the tech world by leading the online retailer eBay from a company of 30 employees to a company of over 15,000 employees, this successful business executive served as CEO at Hewlett-Packard for eight years and is currently the CEO of the video streaming platform Quibi. That resume is almost impressive enough to make us all forget her failed gubernatorial run in 2010. Who is she? Question number five. What is the name of the monthly San Francisco-based magazine that debuted in 1993 and focuses on emerging technology? It has been credited with coining such phrases as crowdsourcing and the long tail, a business graphing term. What is this publication? Question number six. Widely considered the father of computer science and artificial intelligence, 
One of his most significant contributions to the tech world was the development of a computational machine named after himself, which provided storage for program content and the design of the high-speed ACE, Automatic Computing Engine. Who is he? Question number seven. Mina Markham hails from Oakland, California, and is a front-end architect, expert coder, senior software engineer, and speaker on all things tech. Described as a sastronaut by Forbes magazine, this rising star in the tech world is heavily involved and teaches for an organization created to increase the number of women of color in the digital space. The name of this organization anagrams with Beard Log Clicks, B-E-A-R-D-L-O-G-C-L-I-C-K-S. What is its actual name? Question number eight. Considered a hobby for the tech pioneer and eccentric entrepreneur, Elon Musk, in 2016, he founded an American infrastructure and tunnel construction company as a subsidiary of his SpaceX aerospace manufacturing company. What is the name for this endeavor? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap up your answers before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, Talk Nerdy to Me. Do you like that round name? Yeah, <laughs> yes. It took me a while to think of that one. I like it. Thanks. Question number one. The NASA pioneer and math whiz with countless contributions to the space program who received a Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2015 is Katherine Johnson. She actually passed away earlier this year in 2020 at the age of 101 years old, which is pretty incredible. Good for her. Thank you, Katherine Johnson. Question number two, the U.S. president in office during the arrival of the first White House computer in 1978 was Jimmy Carter. He also welcomed the first laser printer to the White House, which was a water-cooled IBM model that was 10 feet wide and 8 feet tall. Jeez. And probably like put out the worst prints you've ever seen. <laughs> Question number three. Satoshi Nakamoto is the credited developer for the first peer-to-peer -peer digital currency known as Bitcoin. I never got on board with that Bitcoin thing. I'm just too old-fashioned. I'm like, that's not real money. I mean, I have friends that were like really early adopters that are like very well off now because of it. It just seems weird. And it actually seems like it should be illegal or something. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. I don't get it. Question number four. The former CEO of eBay and Hewlett-Packard, who is currently the CEO of the video streaming platform, Quibi, who also failed to become California's governor in 2010, despite spending $140 million of her own money on her campaign, is Meg Whitman. So she's pretty conservative. I'm not a big fan here, but I will say she's one of those outspoken voices that I disagree with 90% of the time. But even she refused to support Donald Trump. She was like, no, this is too crazy for me. Some silver linings. And Quibi is looking promising. It just launched. I'm curious what people think of it. 
Question number five, the name of the monthly San Francisco-based magazine that debuted in 1993 and focuses on emerging technology is Wired. That's a good one. Yeah, I love Wired. Question number six, considered the father of computer science and artificial intelligence, the legend behind developing a computational machine which provided storage for program content, among other things, is Alan Turing. Little LGBT icon in there, Alan Turing who created the Turing machine and the Turing test. Question number seven. Mina Markham, a rising star in the tech world who has been called a sastronaut, is currently involved with the organization created to increase the number of women of color in the digital space called Black Girls Code, which anagrams to beard log clicks. She does really great work, and that is a fantastic organization to support. Also, I will henceforth be known as a sastronaut. Okay. Question number eight, Elon Musk's American infrastructure and tunnel construction company is called The Boring Company. Get it? Boring? Boring tunnels? It's hilarious. What a funny guy. I mean, I just thought that stuff was kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Moving on to round four. So venturing outside Zach and my comfort zones with this next round... It is our celebrity pop culture round, and it is called Hey Sport, and it is a round on famous athletes and their famous nicknames. You ready to get sporty? Not really. Do it anyway. It's game time. Woo, let's go. Kick off these questions. Question number one, nicknamed the Atomic Flea, this athlete is considered one of the greatest soccer players of all time. Although born in Argentina, this footballer currently plays for Barcelona and was listed as the highest paid athlete in the world by Forbes magazine in 2019. Who is he? Question number two. This NFL running back earned the name Beast Mode for his unstoppable ability to break tackles and run past defenders. He has played for teams in his hometown Oakland as well as New York, but has spent the majority of his seasons playing for Seattle, where he won the 2014 Super Bowl. Who is he? Question number three. In addition to being a three-time Olympic gold medalist, this athlete holds the record for winning the most X Games gold medals. His most common nickname is the Flying Tomato, a reference to his signature red hair. Who is he? Question number four. This American gymnast is the first African-American to become an individual all-around Olympic champion and took home gold medals in both 2012 and 2016. Her nickname, the Flying Squirrel, was given for her impressive aerial performances on the uneven bars. Who is she? Question number five. With two commonly used nicknames, Da Kid and The Big Ticket, This 6'11 power NBA forward has a 20-year career and played for teams in Minnesota, Boston, and Brooklyn. He retired in 2016 but managed to still grace screens in 2019 with a role in the Adam Sandler film Uncut Gems. Who is he? Question number six. Sharing the record for the most all-star games played at 24 games, this athlete is regarded as one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Dominating the MLB League in the 1950s and 60s, this center fielder spent the majority of his career playing for the Giants and was known as the Say Hey Kid. Who is he? Question number seven. 
Question number seven. Becoming the first Russian female tennis player to top the singles ranking at the age of 18, this athlete is known to many as the Siberian Siren. She has won five Grand Slam singles and has earned over $38 million in prize money. After nearly 19 years on the courts, she retired earlier this year in February of 2020. Who is she? Question number eight. Spending the majority of his career playing forward for the Utah Jazz, this two-time NBA Most Valuable Player and 14-time NBA All-Star went by the nickname The Mailman, simply because of his reliable ability to deliver the goods. Who is he? Here's a few seconds of music to wrap up your answers before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four. Hey, sport. Hey, sport. Question number one. One of the greatest soccer players of all time, the man also known as the Atomic Flea, is Lionel Messi. The Atomic Flea? That's quite a nickname. Question number two. The NFL running back who helped the Seattle Seahawks win the Super Bowl in 2014 and who is also known as Beast Mode is Marshawn Lynch. He has a whole like clothing line with his nickname. As well, I think. Beast mode. Oh, that's why I've seen that before. Hmm. I didn't know its origins were with him until I wrote this round. I wonder if they are with him or he was just the first one to like... Trademark it or something? Yeah, exactly. Does that mean I should get on trademarking anxious drunk mode? Yeah, I think so. It's a thing. Go sports. (laughs) Question number three. The three-time Olympic gold medalist and X Games legend with red hair that is also known as the Flying Tomato is Sean White. Question number four. The gymnast who took home Olympic gold medals in both 2012 and 2016 and was given the nickname the Flying Squirrel for her impressive aerial performances on the uneven bars is Gabby Douglas. I do watch Olympic gymnastics because it feels more like choreo than dude's kicking a ball around i don't know that's true i like that one do you watch ice skating too figure skating (laughs) figures question number five the towering former nba player also known as the kid and the big ticket that recently starred opposite adam sandler in the film uncut gems is kevin garnett he was good in that movie i really liked that movie i just want to say that i think it's ironic that his last name is garnett like the gemstone and the film title was Uncut Gems. Ooh, the layers. Mm-hmm. Question number six. The athlete, regarded as one of the greatest baseball players of all time and was known as the Say Hey Kid, was Willie Mays. Question number seven. The Russian tennis player, who has won five Grand Slam singles before retiring earlier this year, who is also known as the Siberian Siren, is Maria Sharapova. She's like six foot two. She's um, super tall. I'm so jealous. (laughs) Me too. Question number eight. The two-time NBA MVP and 14-time NBA All-Star who played for the Utah Jazz and went by the nickname The Mailman was Carl Malone. Moving on to round five. As always, round five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. 
Question number one, what is the title of the 1997 British comedy film that tells the story of a group of unemployed steel workers who decide to form a male striptease act? Question number two, what American rock band, popular in the 1970s, was responsible for such hits as Low Rider and The Cisco Kid? Question number three, this partial denture comes in several types, including cantilever, Maryland, and traditional. What is this type of dental device? Question number four, stemming from naval traditions, what is the highest and loudest honor bestowed upon a fallen soldier? Question number five, what 1994 action thriller film grossed more than $350 million at the box office and featured Dennis Hopper leading into a big plot reveal by saying, pop quiz hotshot, there's a bomb on the bus? Question number six. The U.S. Open, the Open Championship, and the Masters Tournament are three of the most prestigious events in what sport? Question number seven. What is the leading brand of all-weather, pliable asphalt roof cement used for roof repair? Hint, it rhymes. It's connection time. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you about 15 seconds of music to wrap up your answers before we move on to the answers. Just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one, the title of the 1997 British comedy film that tells the story of a group of unemployed steel workers who decided to form a male striptease act is The Full Monty. I remember liking that movie when it came out. I never saw it, but it sounds right up my alley. Right. <laughs> Before Magic Mike. <laughs> Question number two. The American rock band popular in the 1970s that had such hits as Low Rider and The Cisco Kid was War. All my friends know the low Question number three. The partial denture that comes in several types, including cantilever, Maryland, and traditional, is a bridge. I hate all things dental related. It's the worst. I hate it. Question number four. The highest and loudest honor bestowed upon a fallen soldier is a 21-gun salute. Question number five. The 1994 action thriller film that featured a scene with Dennis Hopper saying, Pop quiz, hotshot, there's a bomb on the bus, is of course, speed. Duh. So good. I love Dennis Hopper. Question number six. The U.S. Open. The Open Championship and the Masters Tournament are three of the most prestigious events in the sport of golf. Yay, golf. Swing that rod. <laughs> Hole in one. 
Question number seven. The leading brand of pliable asphalt roof cement used for roof repair that also rhymes is Blackjack. It really gets the job done, and it's not tar-based, so I highly recommend this product. This episode of Trivia Time is brought to you by Blackjack Asphalt Roof Cement. Can you give me some butch points? Totally. Watch out, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, God. I, I can't see her doing her own house repairs, sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to think who's the butchest lesbian I know. And, uh, Guy Fieri. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Watch out, Guy Fieri. <laughs> he totally looks like a visor butch, though. Yes. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like blackjack, golf, speed, 21 gun salute, war, bridge. And those are all names of card games. My dad helped me with this round. This was his idea. So thanks, Jim. Cute. I love it. Thanks, Jim. He plays cards with his friends like twice a week. So he's probably missing that right about now. I'm really curious what the full Monty card game is. I think it's... I'm listening. I I think it's like strip poker. No, it's not. I think it's actually just a form of rummy. Well, it should be strip poker. If so, then I wouldn't be endorsing my dad's bi-weekly card playing sessions. No full Monty, Jim. DM me. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Going back to the bonus anagram of the week, Our bonus anagram was a meat mining ash can, and the question or clue that we gave you was, what album did country legend Garth Brooks release in 2014? This album was his 11th studio release and came out after nearly a decade of retirement. And the answer is Man Against Machine. A meat mining ash can scrambles up to be Man Against Machine. So big surprise, I'm not a big Garth Brooks fan, but I just wanted to mention that when I was researching this question, I did notice that he only had writing credits on three of the 14 songs on this album, one of which, though, was the brilliantly titled track, Rodeo and Juliet. I mean, it doesn't get more country music than that. It's hilarious. It's so good. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. We hope you enjoyed playing along tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is triviatimepodcast.com. On our website, you can find a printable PDF scoring sheet, which you can use to play along with every episode. We also have links to past episodes, monthly bonus visual rounds, exciting announcements, and more. That wraps up episode 30 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. As always, I'm your host, Zach Hatz, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Thanks for listening, and thanks for playing along. Our background and answer break music this week was Circus Marcus by Pampas de Jabón. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Lydia, Justin, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time. Question number five. The genre of Mexican... (laughs) Mexican. Turning into share. I could go for some Mexican right about now. Whoa, lucha libre. Okay. (laughs) Question number six. The athlete regarded as one of the greatest baseball player baseball player. Beth. I turned into Mike Tyson. Look, a sports reference I just made. Okay. Yay. <laughs>
Question number two. The American rock band popular in the 1970s that had such hits as Low Rider and the, Cos- <laughs> the Costco Kid. <laughs> no, Costco Kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Cool. <laughs> I feel like a we- the worst Weird Al song ever. <laughs> it's kind of brilliant. I'm sorry. Costco Kid. <laughs> 